Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, joined as always by Tim Malloy and Keith Denny. Today, we're going to do a quick review of the holiday special for the Gardens of the Galaxy, which is a Christmas special. Uh, it's on Disney Plus right now, so check it out if you're interested in looking at it. And we're starting our story with, um, actually, I don't know where they are, but it's uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, minus Gamora. Um, they are about to apparently celebrate Christmas time in space, however they do our calendars out there. And we learned that when Star-Lord was a little boy, the Christmas was ruined for him. And so uh, the crew has decided they're going to try to make Christmas better for him by bringing in his hero, Kevin Bacon, who is a true hero on Earth. And so uh, it's about their journey to go find Kevin Bacon to save Christmas for Star-Lord. So it's a very special um, 80s style comedy premise. Uh, It's really silly. Keith, what did you think of it? I think you, I mean, it is what you say it is. It's um it's like that that 80s style like um comedy, but also with a little bit uh I guess Christmas charm, I guess. Yeah, it's um, it's true filler. It's it's definitely we say in anime community, it's filler. Yeah, yeah, it definitely reminded me of anime filler where it's like I don't this story isn't necessarily important. They're not really necessarily not really doing anything. Um not only not but, important and not doing anything, but the rules don't matter. Like Drax is punching like costume robots and they're not blowing up. You yeah, know, like it, it's meant to be silly. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're going to put them in a whimsical situation. You're going to depower everybody. Nothing has to make any sense. People are going to be <laughs> calling people from their cell phones on Earth <laughs> while they're out light, light years away. Like we're just going to do stuff. You know, we're going to get like a weird ass explanation. But it did also remind me of like it's one of those things that I always think about. Like when you think about it, is that comics are silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when I say that, I mean like when we're talking about like Marvel, DC, and stuff for the most part. Yeah. But like I remember even as a kid, like they used to have like these little one off issues of stuff that would be like silly as shit. Mm-hmm. and it'll just it'll just be fun like it'll be like that in between of like your you seeing your favorite characters you know punch super villains in the face and just see them like just kind of hanging out i guess mm-hmm. like i i love the x-men comics that were like that when they weren't really doing nothing sometimes um yeah and you got to just see your favorite like you say <laughs> see your favorite character like they'll be like all right, we're in the middle of this huge battle against Apocalypse, but on today, the X-Men go to the beach. We'll be back fighting Apocalypse yeah. in January, but you know, right. today they're going to just get to hang out and have fun and smile. Wolverine, like, drinking a beer, having, yeah. having, having like, some suds on the side, and he's in a, in a, a tank top and, and some uh, swim shorts looking at Jean Grey and Cyclops looking at him with uh, yeah. a furrowed brow <laughs> and his red sunglasses. <laughs> It, it is, and it's. I, I think I think the best type of thing is when you have those type of issues or episodes of something, but it also still tells you something about character. Yes, those like, are always real fun. Like, yeah. and what I what I did. There's a couple things like you know in Guardians. Okay, this spoilers for whoever gonna watch this silly thing, but um, <laughs> you know um with you know, we learning a little bit more about, um, you know, Peter's relationship with Yondo um, and mm-hmm. also 
um, with Mantis and his sister. I was shocked by that. And because I was like, why was I not shocked? Because I could have sworn that that's already been revealed, but maybe that was something. It probably has, but I just, man. There's so much stuff to keep up. Dude, it's like, come on, man. Like, I can't remember everything happening. Everyone. Oh, you're not taking notes. (laughs) I mean, mean, even if I did, that was years ago at this point. I mean, I was just like, oh, oh, I guess guess that happened. Yeah. For some reason, I remember the majority of what happened in pretty much all these damn movies. I remember Um, what happened in volume two. Like, 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 I know what happened as far as plot in volume two to some degree but it was confusing <laughs> uh-huh. so there's that but um you know in general i you know the, the fact that they had their relationship with mantis is she you know she's very expressive in this uh special not that she isn't at all and other stuff but you know we've seen her as a character go from like being completely you know um afraid to express herself to Telling Drax, you know, hey, you need to shape up, you know, uh, and giving them gruff, you know, plenty. Um, Tim, actually, you haven't said much. Yet. I'm uh, curious about your thoughts, too. Hated it. No, just kidding. I really like it. Oh. <laughs> no, I thought it was really fun. Um, I, I totally agree with what you said about like one off episodes of comic books or like in an annual where you'd have the main story and then you'd have like a second story. It's just totally ridiculous. I can remember there was a Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, where he's dating the black cat and she sends him out to get a half carafe of wine or something like (laughs) the most ridiculous comic book subject matter ever. And he has to, like, foil all these crimes along the way and stuff. And it's just it was one of my favorite things I ever read as a kid, because it was just, you know, here's your it's kind of like this superhero who you love. Here's what they're like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a story that you wouldn't normally get about them like what they do on the weekend and that's kind of how this felt like i really enjoyed it i thought it was very silly i like the music i thought the music was, the music way was pretty fun. oh yeah yeah, definitely yeah like, like you music. could you could tell they, they actually hired some people to do this they weren't just like yeah we'll just phone it in like they they really put a little effort into it at least it was those songs were fun the old 97s the group at the beginning the yeah. alien group they had some amazing songs and I totally mm-hmm. forgot about them. And now I yeah, they're really good. They them. are. Yeah. Yeah. They were it's awesome. a really clever, fun song at the beginning. <laughs> I thought that was cool. They threw in the, the strokes version of the Saturday Night Live song that Chris Kattan mm-hmm. used to do with like, I don't know what your mama said. Christmas mm-hmm. time is here. Yes. Yeah, like, the nostalgia is so high, man. James Gunn is just, I, I appreciate that he really um, is just like, hey, let's just have fun. Like, we, 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 right, we're right. not we're not out here doing Shakespeare. Like, let's just yeah. go out here, be silly, give give people some stuff to laugh about. And, you know, um, it's cool to see a dude like Kevin Bacon, you know, um, and he's like, I'm, I'm willing to be flappable. Let's do this. Let's let's make it fun. You know, right. Um that was really cool. Um, I mean, yeah. people love foot, foot loose references anyway. Yeah. Uh, so to have an actual, like, very literal references to stuff like that is is just really fun and, and very silly. So uh, I, I just thought it worked on a lot of levels. I, I really don't have a lot to complain about with it. I, I just feel like if you're just if you like these characters. Um, you're really going to enjoy this. It's it's very, very um, silly um, seeing a, a probably, probably our first um, human trafficking Christmas movie. 
probably the first one. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> I um I, I I always liked the Guardians. I remember when the first film came out, that was like my favorite Marvel film for the longest. And it's still up there, like at the top. Like I can mm-hmm. watch out of any Marvel movie, I can like rewatch that one in volume two, but definitely the first Guardians. And the first Guardians is ridiculous. Yeah, like it's just so fucking good to me. And it's so enjoyable. And it's just like, like I was telling, I was telling my wife Randall, I was like, it's certain stuff that I just can never get enough of. And it's something about like a ragtag group of like, I'm I'm saying the same thing, of misfits that have to get together and say, Oh, so you there for all the oceans movies then? For all the who? Oceans movies. Even more ragtag. I mean, like oh yeah, no, they're definitely more ragtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I because I feel like in Oceans, they like so, so like organized. Like I like people who you try see, to like, you like Italian oceans. job type stuff. Yeah. Like I want you to try to be like Oceans, but fuck up. And then have to improvise. Yeah. Like, you totally. know what I mean? And and that's, that's like that's like my my thing. Like that's my jam. Or and, like uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. 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 You know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Or um, <laughs> what was that animated series? I really like The Legend of Vox Machina or something. Like, mm, okay. I'm yeah. just I'm just always into that. Now, the only thing that I don't like about this or just the Guardians of what I find problematic is Drax. I don't know it's problematic. <laughs> but he always like that. Well, I mean, the re- what I mean by it is that I've never really read Guardian comics or whatever. Okay. But I'm assuming and I know that they changed certain characters up, you know, for James Gunn version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which and and I love his version of them. But the the thing is, like, there's a difference between like a character being like, what's the word, like, um, having certain things where he's like lost in translation because of, I guess his culture or like his his nature, right? Mm-hmm. And then whereas like you just make the character seem like utterly stupid. And I think there's yeah, like, he does get kind of Peter Griffinish sometimes. Yeah, and that and that's the problem. Like, I don't I don't like him to be the butt of the joke because he's stupid, but more so because I guess if this makes sense, more ignorant. Okay, but at the very people. beginning, see, that's the thing. They're always toying with that because at the very mm. very beginning, when he's like, "Oh man, like I don't like these stories because no one does," so, uh, and then when everybody else walks off and it's just him and uh, and Mantis, he was like, "And actually, was kind of messed up." Like I mean, he's a he's a character who just it almost is like they play it like there's so much chaos that he's experienced that he just chooses just to turn his brain off at all times. I feel like his sense of humor, he just thinks violence is really funny. He's just calibrated different. And that's and, and that's cool if he's like that, but I'm just there's certain moments where I'm like, he's just saying stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I think he's like, saying there's a difference between that and sometimes just making it seem like he's not comprehending a situation. Like the questions he's having or the way he's stupid isn't about like <laughs> trying to have a character trait, but it's like you ask a question in such a way where you clearly don't have a grasp of what it is we're talking about. Yeah, like I was watching a little bit of volume volume two of guardians because i was just in a guardian mood after i watched the christmas special mm-hmm. and there was a he was having a conversation with um peter quill about gamora and you know peter was pretty much expressing his feelings about gamora and stuff i don't know if you guys remember this but then um drax looked him dead in the face and he said you need a woman that's pathetic like you 
<laughs> and, and it's like that wasn't a dumb thing to say that was just like that's literally how he feels you know what i'm saying like he wasn't i i, I think it's it's still funny you know in its mm-hmm. own way but it was just it's it's kind of like i guess also because i had played the um guardians video game yeah mm-hmm. and i think that their portrayal of drax is like legit perfect like they mm-hmm. give him like they give him more of a of an arc for one and then you kind of get a better understanding of him as a character and i think that his character can be played to where like you can laugh at him and so on and so forth but i think they just taking it too far on the the other end and playing into the trope of him being like the the big goof you know he's he's see the thing is he's played this other version of drax and drax is like um I mean, he's much more like how he is in the comics, where his his mean streak and violent streak remains, um, and he'll he'll speak about like if you don't know something, he'll speak about it in same strange ways and almost start turning to the Hulk with his speech because he's so thrown off by something. But he is a person who has dignity when he speaks, and he's mm-hmm. a person who uh, ain't gonna be disrespected. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between being kind of buffoonish and being silly, but being like, hey, but nah, don't treat me like that, though. Right. You know, and that, um, that's my whole point. And that's like, I think, he, you, know what Keith, you know, you know, what made Keith say that when he was like, but I want my little man inside. And like, do you want to get the little man or do you want to save Christmas for Peter? Like, I want my oh, little yeah. man. That's what probably <laughs> made him get to that point. Yeah, it was just okay, too much. On. Yeah. But, but I mean, even prior to that, like there was. Yeah, it was something before. But, you know, even in you know, Guardians or even in Infinity War, like um like even that moment, I don't know, I thought this was so funny. I think it was in Infinity War when he was saying he knew how to make himself be so still to where it's like he's invisible. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's funny, but is it to the detriment of the character? And so once again, I do really love Guardians. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like how James Gunn does them, but sometimes I think he leans. It's it it has to be a real careful balance between like very crafty storytelling and like slapstick humor. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair because because I definitely. And for me, what works is the characters. Like, I think there has to be a proper ratio of, like, characters who are genuinely funny and characters who are, like, dead the fuck serious. <laughs> yeah, no, that I think that he he works perfectly um, within that kind of structure, I think. And, and uh, you know, if they can find that balance again for volume three, which we just saw a trailer for, looks, looks great, by the way. That's great. Um, you know, I think that that's going to be fun. Like, and it feels like they're going to be able to pull it off. Even like the joke they did at the very beginning, where of the of the volume three trailer, where they come there and look like a, like an American suburb, and they're like we come in peace and so in uh, Drax takes that ball and he knocks the shit out of that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Man. that's got to be Rocket Raccoon's planet, right? Where he it's the planet of creatures who've been kind of humanized. Uh, potentially. Um, yeah, I really, uh, excuse me, those kids wearing me out. I really am curious to see what they're going to try to do. Obviously they are going to harken back to, you know, 
his beginnings given like he's hugging sea otters and shit so i'm gonna guess uh that's gonna somehow line up to his original story which we haven't got much of yet and it's if they do it how it is in the comics it's a pretty traumatic story um but but one i think will resonate with people if if they're you know willing to go there with it um it it looked like there was adam warlock there maybe yeah Yeah, adam warlock's in it yeah i was like that definitely looks like adam warlock but yeah Oh boy's playing um I can't remember his name, but he's playing um Adam Warlock. And that's that's a that'll be interesting to see. Well that's a cosmic level being. So like I wonder mm-hmm. how we get there. Um there's, there's plenty of ways that can happen. Well you well, you know, um I know you don't remember anything about volume two, but they talk about um him him coming in the um at the end of volume two. Doesn't mm-hmm. he show up at the I end? I do remember that. Yeah. Or no, that's um. You thinking about Thanos, brother? Oh wait a minute. He, now I haven't even watched the Eternals yet. Harry Styles. About, I don't no, you, you said wait. A minute, you said Thanos' brother. You mean Thanos' uncle? You talking about the other Titan? No, the the guy that shows up at the end of Eternals. From my, if I remember, that's Thanos' brother. I can't remember his name. But I gotta be honest. I bailed out on Eternals after an hour, but. I was told that Harry Styles appears in it, and I thought Harry Styles was playing um, Adam Warlock. No, he, oh, he doesn't no, play no, Adam no. Warlock. No, no. I know it's not Harry Styles. Oh, the, the, you know no, what? It's I'm the guy, it's right the guy from uh, Word of, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? Word of Millers. Um, okay, I've completely. I'm the old man who's like, so wait, Spider Man and Green Goblin are best friends, right? <laughs> Yeah, Eternals is kind of a boring film. Um, oh, it's so boring. And I mean, no, no offense to people who like it. I just don't know anybody who did. But, um, <laughs> but, that, but that's also the example of like not just really having like characters that you kind of that kind of feeling, I guess, in a sense. Um, yeah, there's too many characters. It's hard to keep track of them. I don't. Uh, the fact that the villains are like these CGI monsters that I don't care about. Yeah, there's there was and then like when a movie starts off with a ton of exposition and you're like, are you kidding me? Like I'm supposed to remember all this? There's no way. <laughs> but I, I, also never, like, I keep forgetting to look at it. I mean, I think it's worth looking at, but I, I think also it's kind of one of the things of like um I never thought that the internals were ever interesting. So it would be hard for me to even like them in Cause I was like, well, maybe they'll make them, you know, good for live action for the film or whatever. I'm like, no, this this is a better idea than a Morbius movie, dude. That's a classic one where you need somebody really funny at the helm. Cause like James Gunn, very funny dude. If they'd done Guardians of the Galaxy, seriously, complete garbage. Oh yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Well, I mean, but even in the comics, it doesn't take itself that seriously. So, I mean, you'd have to really misunderstand Guardians of the Galaxy to ask Christopher Nolan, for example, to do that shit. Like, <laughs> it just, it's, it's like, nah, that's not his bag. And I'm sure he yeah, probably wouldn't take that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think just under one thing that uh, Kevin Feige is great at uh, the guy that's heading all the MCU stuff is, you know, I feel like he has a really good touch for choosing um people to handle a project that uh, it'll fit what they do now apparently as we're hearing now um chris hemsworth is ready to do a different tone 
Um, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't like that last. Yeah, yeah Tim might. I don't know if you had heard. He just was like, you know, he, he would like to try a different direction. I um, saw that. I felt series. like they kind of took a lot of that interview out of. I feel like a lot of things that interview got taken out of context. So I'm not really sure what he thinks. Yeah. But well, but it does seem like it. Could say, I mean, I think if you're looking like at Twitter, they they overblew it and like ah see i told you but it was more like a you know but he did mention just you know hey you know i think taking stories further with thor like if i'm doing it i'd like to take a more serious song basically and the thing is like i haven't even watched that third thor movie but i've seen or i've read those jason aaron comics it is really difficult to think about any aspect of gore the god butcher being a you know a humorous film Dude, I thought Love and Thunder was a charmer from beginning to end. I mean, I gotta see it. That, but that that is a strange choice, though. I will say because I like, mean, he's a scary villain, but it's so much about like Thor's place in the world and like Jane replacing him and like family and things like that. It actually that goes is, together really well. But that doesn't. I just feel like you should use a different villain for that because it, the source material. So, like you don't need to touch anything. Like it's one of those things like where sometimes you really gotta let the source material just do the stuff for you. Like if you look at a lot of the um DC animated films, one thing yeah. that's great about those is for the most part, they just are like, hey, what's an arc that happened in the comics? Let's just do that. And hey, those are I mean, like Batman Year One is fantastic. It's just mm-hmm. the animation on those that bug me. Yeah, like, I don't love yeah, that's yeah, for the animation, that's not a great example. But there's a lot of, like, for example, uh, I forgot what it's called, but in the comics, it's uh, like the the something project. Basically, it's like this thing where, like, somebody hacked into the watchtower, and mm-hmm. or maybe it's like the back computer, I forget which one, but basically, they found this file that Batman had created to take out everybody in the Justice League. Oh, and yeah. I got that. That, um, ra- um, Savage took it, didn't it? Randall said, Yeah, yeah, Randall said, Dude, that's the funniest shit. Because so they're sending they're like, they're like, wait a minute, how did they know all of our weaknesses so so on point? Because Flash's thing was somebody like him, he couldn't stop uh running. Um, Martian Manhunter was like, they found some fire thing. Wonder Woman was like, they just tied her out by doing something. I forgot. Oh, it's called Justice League Doom, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Dude, that shit's so amazing. Yeah, they shot they shot um Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Yeah, it, it's just all kinds of stuff. And so they were sitting there with Batman after Batman that saved everybody. And they were like, well, hold on, bro. Like, hmm. how, first off, how did you know about him playing? Oh, yeah, I made him. Oh, I made <laughs> on everybody. Yes. You said it was, a, it was a contingency plan. Yeah, it's but. it's such a great. Now, imagine you, imagine, fuck all the setup for DCEU. Just imagine you just set up, you just put the heroes down and you just say, all right, we're just, just going to do all our heroes. Here you, you know all these people already. We're just gonna do this story. We're just gonna act like they just been doing this for years, and you in there with it now, and you're gonna watch that story. It's such a fascinating, interesting yeah. story about leadership and sacrifice and trust and all sorts of stuff. And you don't have you just don't need all that extra stuff. Just do the movie. The and Guardians of the Galaxy director is in charge of the DCEU now. James Gunn. Well, that's true. That and is very the dude, the dude knows comic books back and forth. I mean, the fact that he wanted to do the Suicide Squad in the first place, mm-hmm. it's not really the best or most desirable DC property. I always liked it, but it wasn't like, yeah, I want Suicide Squad. Like the <laughs> fact that he saw potential in that, I think speaks really well of him. 
And the I, fact that he was willing to do it, knowing the potential backlash after the yep. first one came out, like that's yep. crazy. Like you gotta yeah, have his, balls for his, that. His version is pretty awesome. Though. Oh yeah, it's, it's awesome. really good. But, yeah, but, it's oh, really and good. he brought in like Starro or whatever as the villain. Like he's, that, he, 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 he knows his stuff. That, he knows his stuff. So that's that's really exciting for the DCEU. It really is. I was gonna say too that I think Thor from Love and you know. I think he kind of suffers from the same issue that I have with Drax, though, honestly, mm-hmm. is that I think it's okay for a Thor movie to have a little bit of laughs because we saw that it worked pretty well with Ragnarok. I just think that that goes back to, like, the balance of, like, the characters, that series. Because one of my biggest issues with Thor, Love and Thunder, is that the stakes didn't feel high to me. And, and like, I'm saying, for God, and that, and the that God was Witcher, like, that's... that's that, yeah, but 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 also it's like yeah. it's like he's killing like the gods, right? And it's okay. like there's nothing about it that makes me like, oh, I really care that he's killing these because because all of them are assholes in the story, right? And then mm. even Thor, it just that that was that was not enough to make me. And then there's the side story with Jane Foster too that kind of has like some heart to it, but I think all of the the goofiness overshadows that you know this one like so in Tim, just to, to like getting this real quick i mean we're now going into thor and we're talking about guardians of the galaxy and stuff so but <laughs> um in the comics the, the god butcher when thor first meets him it's like oh i read not, i read the comics on your reco and i oh, saw the movie yeah oh my god so but so all right think about how crazy it is though so you even have like these moments in that sto- first off that's a story about like time too yeah, and it's just so much cool stuff you could do with that. Which, and I don't know if they do a love and thunder or not, but I know they're like probably multiple Thors. But here, the whole thing is basically that Thor meets him as a young god, like he's like it's like the year nine hundred or, or year thousand, something like that, and almost dies, and almost and, and almost takes out Gore too, and then they have another meeting in the so called present day. But the thing is, that's after he's realizing like millennia in the future like he's still fighting him he's the last guy left over like all the the span of like existence he's the only guy left like i would see love and thunder i feel like the reviews of love and thunder didn't really get it and definitely the tone is different than ragnarok but i think i think the fact that you don't really care about the gods means you're just kind of stripping gore of the power and putting him in the background and like making him almost a device because mm. gore is one of those marvel villains like killmonger who's kind of right where not that like everything he does is right but his philosophy and thanos kind of right like not mm. bad bad execution conceptually not a terrible person like sort of <laughs> has some sort of has some good ideas mm-hmm. um but instead of being like, I'm going to make everyone recycle, he's like, I'm going to make everyone die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, it kind of it kind of neuters Gore for sure. But I think it serves the overall story that I like about him and Jane. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought the whole Jane thing was kind of uninteresting in the original movie. And it definitely becomes interesting. Like the switch of the power dynamic between them gets super interesting. And I don't know. I... I just like those silly movies. I just like- I've got now. Now he's made the case. Now I want to see and, and, and no, and I'm not saying like I don't like the movie to be a little silly because Ragnarok was a little bit too, but it was also kind of pretty awesome and fun, and there was like some good story thrown in there too. Like 
I guess my thing about Gore is it needs to be almost like horror level. Like he he is a an actual like he's called the God Butcher. Like he's running up on these folks and like entire pantheons are being wiped out like that. And even like his little peons be taken like had it where Thor was struggling with one of them and like I think they were called Berserkers or something like that. I mean, you're you're rooting for Gore in the movie. Like the movie starts with Gore, and the gods are fucking dicks. Like. <laughs> they get you on Gore's side. They really do. So I don't know. I don't like the things Gore does. I don't like the child endangerment that Gore gets into and stuff like that. But mm. and I'm also a giant Christian Bale. <laughs> right. well, so yeah, not infecting my <laughs> infecting my loyalty. But I thought Gore. I thought I understood where I didn't agree with everything Gore did, but I understood. Okay. Uh, look, I'm, I'm gonna check it, check it out, and then we'll have to do a, a you know. Now that everybody knows this is actually a Christian Bale cast, we'll just have to lean all the way in. <laughs> so I guess I guess we got completely off. Um, so overall, I guess we enjoyed the Christmas special. <laughs> James Gunn is awesome. We're excited. Yeah, James Gunn um, is yeah. making us think through how other people not that people need to emulate what he's doing but i I think having like these these approaches where you try something um that is going to like i'm hesitant like i mean marvel's shocked me a lot of ways like i'm always hesitant with the idea of like going away from how the source material works and especially because they've been so, so successful mimicking and embracing the silliness and the crazy tones and ideas that are within those um, original stories. Um, And, you know, I I just, you know, I I like and appreciate that James Gunn is able to take, you know, and bring some silliness back and and just like, be like, hey, these are still comics. It's still, you know, like, you know, we do this for a reason. We have fun with this stuff. And, you know, we don't always have to be, you know, the next uh, cataclysmic situation. Like sometimes we can just, chill with these characters for a little bit and just have fun, let them be silly and, and go to, to Hollywood and mingle at a gay club and <laughs> run around with, with no wallet with the money. I, like There's just so many things they just didn't do. They, they just like a common earth rules or America rules, whatever. Um, Part of what um, I think, I mean, I know, I know we're summing up, but one thing I think is that when you have a strong hand like James Gunn has, like a very strong personality, all of his movies like feel like a James Gunn movie. Mm-hmm. It really does help the movies because when you have these things that feel like they're created by committee or like, oh, we got to get this in, we got to get this in, we got to introduce this, we got to, you know, throw in an ad for this car, like on all those types of films that feel kind of like Frankenstein together. Those are not the ones that people remember and love. It's the ones where like there's a really strong point of view, like Taiki Watiti's very strong point of view in the third Thor. Mm. I just think those play so much better. Ryan Coogler's really strong point of view in Black Panther. Yeah, I was gonna mention like him, you know, I think you you said something interesting was like there are these things like you kind of have to do with some of these movies, like they're kind of um, you know, obligatory if you're doing Marvel things. And they just weave them in in ways that that you know, like if if you didn't have them, probably might feel like oh, okay, we didn't have to have that. But like they don't feel awkward, and they find a way to add something to, you know, um, the story in some way. So you know, I, I I'm I'm just really fascinated. I, I think you know, being able to do this level of of work 
with some of these mandates you'll have. Um, I, I, th- I just I really commend that. I think it, it takes real skill to be able to pull this stuff out. So I, I think it's just really cool to see James Gunn just continue to ascend and, and do the work that he clearly really, really enjoys doing, like working within this, you know, this comic book framework and um, and taking some of those ideas that he's put elsewhere and introducing them to, you know, uh, what we're doing. I think it's elevating you know, the way that these stories can be told. And it's going to allow other people to take chances in the future. So it's just really exciting. Any any closing thoughts from you, Keith? Additional? Um, no, that's it. Um, I mean, if any of you guys haven't seen Christmas special, you should check it out. If if only to watch Nebula dancing, because that was freaking hilarious. That was very <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> no, nah, there's a lot of silly things in this that we could talk honestly for a whole hour about like all the crazy funny cool things they did but um it's also generally kind of clean i don't think there's a lot in here that kids can't look at so yeah it's a fun film yeah like you you could look at it with kids like you know there's a couple custom words but like nothing that's gonna have you having to have a whole conversation after so i watched with a one-year-old she was fine yeah perfect Well, look, if y'all made it this far, obviously you enjoyed the pod episode. We got all over the place. So that means y'all geeks too. We do geek stuff all the time. Come back, tell a friend, you know, let's have a party. Let's bring everybody. Um, Rate, review, you know, like, subscribe, all the different um, good, good synonymous words with podcasting and sharing podcasting. Um, Let's see, Keith, where can people find us on the socials? On Instagram at the low key pod. Perfect. Tim, anything to plug as we're closing the year up? Uh, follow Aaron Lanson on Instagram, alanton11. I'm sorry, it. Instagram on Twitter. Sorry. Yeah, That's I would say, look, look I, don't, I don't even remember which one I'm on anymore. In fact, I probably won't be on Twitter much longer, as crazy as that fool is. Another time we can get into that, maybe. Um, there's going to be so many Hollywood movies on this situation. It's going to be crazy. Um, so can't wait to see who finds a fun script for that. That's going to be interesting. Um, we'll probably get another one or two of these in for the year ends. I know you guys are going to be traveling, uh, so a lot at some point, but we'll, we'll try to, you know, kick off with, with some really, really good stuff. There's a lot of TV. It's just a lot to watch right now. So, uh, let's find some, uh, that we probably can get into maybe even that new show on Amazon where it's like people are, are like, uh, I think it's called like the peripheral or something like that. I've seen that. That's yeah, pretty good. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So there's stuff out there. We should, we should definitely see what, what's going to be good to talk about. So we'll see y'all on the next one. Thanks for joining us. Peace. See you.